Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we chat with my main man, Mr. Jimmy Rose. Now, or James Rose, as he's uh, probably more well-known, but Jimmy Rose is what he goes by as well. Now, Mr. Rose, as it uh, sits, is an automation expert, I'd say. He's a specialist in using a tool called Zapier. Uh, we go through a range of things that he does. He has plenty of cool uh, software that he has also, but to me, what interested me the most was how he leverages Zapier to save himself tens and hundreds of hours every day, week, month. Um, it's tremendous what he's able to do with that space. And he just gives a few examples, different ideas and strategies that you can use straight away tangibly. And I know I took straight away from that episode. I went and implemented some things straight away. So um, I'd say you need to check this out. If you're someone who's going, oh, I want to automate things, but I'm not sure how, this is the episode for you. You're going to want to check it out. So of course, now, if you need help with automating your marketing systems and advertising, we can always help you. Head over to www.mogulcall.com. We're more than happy to see if we can help you out. But without any further ado, let's jump into the show. James, good sir. Thank you so much for joining me today, my man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Kim, it's bloody good to be here. Good to have you, my man. So I always like to ask one question at the start of the podcast, which is the same for every single person, which <laughs> is if I come up to you at a party and I've just met you and I'm like, James, what do you do? What, what's your answer? <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a, a funny question because if it's like someone, what kind of party is it? Is it business related? Because if it's not business related, I'm going to be like internet stuff. No, I tell people I'm into like, I guess, productivity and automation is probably the main thing that I say, mm -hmm. like, because it's so broad. I have a SaaS product and then like this like automation course. And it's just like, I feel like it's so hard to explain that I just default back to simple stuff like productivity. Yeah, I love that. So well, let, let's tell me like, what does productivity actually mean to you? Because a lot of people hear it and then it's like, you know, they, I don't think they actually understand what being productive is. So like in your world and your, your definition of productivity, like lay it on me, like what, is, what does that actually mean? Doing less work, basically. Interestingly, like productivity to a lot of people means getting more done, which it does, right? Like I'm very much about trying to get more done in less time, but the key there is like less time. I want to get as much as possible done in the shortest amount of time. And then like the automation side is like getting stuff done like that automatically without me having to do it so that I've got more time to do other mm. stuff that I actually like doing, you know? Exactly. Skateboard, go to craft breweries. All Correct. The, all the fun, all the That's fun literally my life. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> so, like, so, so, so tell me, if someone's hearing that, they're like, cool, that sounds good. And automation sounds good. Like, I, I want that and I need that. But a lot of people, I think when it comes to internet stuff, right? Because I'm assuming you're talking, you're talking more about the online automation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, how does, like, what do you use to do that? And then number two, like, how do you actually even figure out what you can automate or be more productive with? Like, how, how do you even ascertain what you could do? Just quickly though, I, I do dig into automation in like real, like real life stuff too, like home automation, all that sort of stuff. It's like so much fun to me, but, um, but with the online, where to start, it really is just like 
being in this world for a little bit? It's, it's a common question that I get uh, a lot. And that's why a lot of the time when I talk to people, I just like spew tools and ideas at people because no one has an idea, any idea like what can be done. And then when they hear these things, they go, wow, like I had no idea this stuff was possible. You know, and it really depends where you want to get started, right? Like if I, I could talk about Zapier specifically here, like that's a, a pretty awesome automation tool that I've, you know, I'm a certified expert or whatever in air quotes, <laughs> you know, that, that they have a accreditation process. And so I've been in the Zapier ecosystem for a long time. I think it's a, it's an amazing product that saves me an absolute ton of time. Like I've, I've done the maths that it's around 70 to 80 hours a month of time that it takes, wow. takes off my plate at the moment. Now, like, you know, that's obviously not the only place to start. You can start with in productivity automation. Sorry, before I move on, Zapier, for people that don't know, is just like a, it's like a workflow platform that moves data around. So you could say like when someone submits an email form, like a lead form, add them to your CRM. So you don't have to do it manually, right? Like, yeah. or if there's no integration built in, in the tools you're using, you can almost always use Zapier to move that data across. Yeah. Um, I always think of Zapier kind of like super glue. It's like the thing you have in your back pocket and you're walking around the house and you're like, I'm pretty sure this water bottle could connect to that. Like super glue, <laughs> bang. And it, seems to some, and it seems to work. It's yeah. like, it just happens. Yeah. yeah. But then like you can take it a step further and, and actually add sort of workflow components in there. So for example, one of my favorite super simple automations is when someone signs up for our software. So it's kind of like, imagine a lead form again, it runs them through a built-in Zapier app called lead score, which can ascertain some information about that email address. So like what company they work for, what country it's in, how many people are at that company and all this kind of stuff. It's called lead enrichment is like the, I guess the category of what you'd call this. There's a bunch of tools that for this, but there's actually a really simple one built into Zapier. And then based on how many staff they have, I can then decide to send that person to do nothing. You know, if they're a small company in a, in whatever, in a country that we're not targeting, or I can say, if they're a really big company, drop me a notification immediately so that I reach out to them. Cause I know they're online right now. Cause they just signed up. Yeah. You know? And so it's not at that point, it's no longer just moving data from one spot to another. There's like a workflow in that, then it, it can decide and say, maybe put that, just put a thing in my to-do list to follow up with them. If they're like a, a small company or a medium sized company, or if they're really big, like tell me now, you know, and that's how I got, we, we have a top 10 airline as a client and haven't got permission to say who they are yet. I'm trying. I basically reached out to them through this system and got them straight away. And we got on a call and were able to, and now they're a client, right? So, so they were just taking a trial. That's really cool. Can we delve into this a little bit more? Because a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, like obviously I'm in the world of Facebook ads, lead generation. Mm. So like, what, what can we actually, when, you, when someone opts in, so we've, they've opted in and we've got like either from a, late, a, a Facebook form or from a, uh, a form from opting in on our landing mm-hmm. pages, what can we like, what can we get and information? Because even if it's just passing through to our CRM so we can categorize and be like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the good people that you should call. Here are the, for lack of better terms, like the time wasters who just have an idea or, you know, can we see that they're in network marketing and then just delete them straight away? Or what's uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what sort of people, what, what sort of <laughs> stuff can we do? I, I'm, I, I think I need to create that as an automation because Zapier has the ability to share now. So I need to like have, create an automation that will oh, automatically please. Yeah. Share me up. I'm trying to, 
to find this link. So the one that's built into Zapier is quite basic. It's called lead score. So if you're creating an action in Zapier, you can, it's called, you just go lead score by Zapier. And there's one thing, it's like email address that returns some info. It's pretty basic. Like I almost covered it already. It's like country, you know, GDP in that, that country, how many staff, I think company name and like a few other data points, but they're pretty basic. But if is you, that going to be is that going to be only based on if they use their like if I use my Kim at your social voice email versus my you know Kim's the best at hotmail.com classic like that would be I'd, I'd so love is that really I wish I wish that was your actual email that you created in like high school my high school email was Kim's in the house at hotmail.com Damn. back in the day yeah so sometimes it has data on so I quickly caveat here again so. Leads, lead score by Zapier is super simple. This is an entire category of tools though. So lead enrichment, if you go to clearbit.com and then in the footer, you go to data attributes. So it's at clearbit.com slash attributes if you want to link that up. The list you're going to see is going to blow your freaking mind. Like I can just scroll for days. It's like companies, Twitter, that person's Twitter, LinkedIn, like I'll just read some here, like name, legal name of company, like domain, domain aliases, sector, industry group, industry, sub-industry, sit code, description, founded year, location. Like it's insane the amount of data that some of these people have. And are you kidding me? It just it just showed me a pop-up on their screen that says, hey, content snare, my, my company and a screenshot on my website. It just, that was just a pop-up on their website to get me to put my email in. That is insane. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's so so this is the kind of data they have. I think that's like a more advanced category when it starts tracking IPs and stuff. Yeah. So just like you can get a lot of different information and sometimes it can pick it up for those free email addresses like Gmail, Yahoo. Typically, no though. Like, yeah, a company email is, is almost always better off. And just for an indication of price, like the the lead enrichment side of it's like a hundred bucks a month. So depending on how many leads, you know, for some yeah. people that's too much, some people that's nothing. Yeah. Cause if we're getting like, I'm just thinking just selfishly for ourselves here, right? So we get, you know, yesterday we got 30 leads come in. So mm-hmm. it's like for us getting that information. So the guys know, and like, we probably get, even though we ask for business email address, we probably get like, I'd say 50, 50 of like actual company email addresses versus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Yahoo or Gmail, whatever it might yeah, be. Right to come through even for those ones that do come through i think that's pretty powerful to have all that information there and i suppose if they use that free email for their linkedin login or other logins and whatnot then it would probably still connect up a little bit of the info right yeah i think that's how it works out a lot of it is through those like social things I, i don't know how it works underneath like they must must have the most ridiculous database database ever to to be able to link all these things together but it's it's crazy man and hmm. The fact that now they can do it by IP as well, like it knew that what company I was and it was able to show a pop-up on the page. Like that's nuts. <laughs> that's insane. That's and insane. also to some people that's going to be scary, but you know. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. That's just the first initial stage. So if you're, if we're thinking of a life cycle of someone coming in and they, they get that information, like what would be and getting that workflow automation? Is there anything else? Like tell, tell, us, tell us more. Dive in. I'm so interested. Around Zapier or just general stuff? Well, tell me if there's anything else that pops to mind about Zapier and then tell me like, cool, from there, what would be some of the automations that you would have in place in uh, like your company or if someone was doing your course and they were like, cool, this is where I'm at. What would you then kind of like recommend them to look at next? 
Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, even one step like down from this lead kind of thing we're just talking about, like if you don't want to go that crazy and look up their data, one thing I do is literally, so there's a, a feature in Zapier where you can roll up lots of different like triggers, right? So we have a we have a lead that signs up, that's a trigger. And then, so we could have just a list of all the emails and names that sign up. That's like, you can roll that up into what's called a digest. It's called digest by Zapier. And then drop that into your to-do list as like, a single item. And the reason I like this is because it shows up once a day in my Trello, which is my sort of personal to-do list manager. And I open the card and then I can just see all the people that have signed up that day and do a quick scan through it. You know, so it's not quite, you can add data into that, the from lead enrichment. That's where you could have like how big they are, what country they're in. I do that. I have those two data points and that enables me to quickly just go, is there any of, the, any of those that I want to reach out to right now? Or any names that I recognize, like maybe someone I know has signed up or a, like an influencer or something, and then I reach out to them. So that's kind of just a really simple um, tool that is uh, really helpful for me on the lead gen side of things. But as we've kind of talked about, Zapier is just so open, man. Like the amount of stuff you can do, it's just like basically anything with any app you're doing, you can plug things together and plug other apps in. So yeah, like just giving a couple of examples of what I've done can sort of help generate ideas. Like a lot of people don't know that you can create templated Google documents. So an example of this is I have a podcast run sheet that is specific. I've got a podcast as well. And, and every time a guest books in, they answer a few questions as a form to fill out, right? And using that data, it can actually populate a document that I've previously created that's got placeholders in it, like person's name and person's company and email address and whatever. So I have this like document now that when I'm, because it's automatically populated this document, it then it drops that into my Trello, like just before the show starts. And I just have to open it up and I'm ready to go. Like basically my research is done for me through mostly automated, you know, I might do a little bit of extra manual stuff, but the fact is I don't have to go and collate all this information together to be ready for the podcast. It's just bam. And it's there. So that the whole like templated Google doc thing that, I mean, there's a lot of uses for that. You could have a proposal template that you automatically fill placeholders out and then generate a PDF out of it because as Google cloud print is another service in Zapier, right? So there's just so many things you can do that it's really just like, it, for me, it becomes a process of having an idea and then going, oh, I'll see if this is possible. And the only reason I get those ideas is because I've been doing this for so bloody long. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of, I guess, what I, what I try to do in the course is just show people the possibilities. Because once you know how data can be plugged together and what kind of workflows you can build, these ideas just come to you. And the ability to try and go, oh, you know, I'm sick of moving this data to that system like every every day because I don't have like an integration set up. I wonder if it's possible and it takes you a couple of minutes then to go in there. But you don't have that idea unless you have studied what's possible and actually play around with it. Yeah. You know, if, I don't know if you want more examples, but like... Well, I'd love to know, like, because I only use the connecting tool. I've never done any of the lead enrichment. I haven't really kind of looked down mm. into the workflow side. So I'm kind of like, I'm really excited to learn more about that. But just me personally, externally to this podcast. But I, I know for myself as well, like you said, the more you do it, like, so for example, my partner, she had to move her whole business online recently because of all the dramas and she's had to use Zoom. And then she tries to record all the classes to send to her students afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then obviously one of the big problems is then you've got Zoom storage. So mm -hmm. then I was trying to figure out a way going, cool, every time Zoom creates a recording, 
so that we can delete them and pu push down the amount of storage that she needs? How can we automate that going into like my unlimited Google Drive? Mm -hmm. Because then I have no storage issues and no costs. And I managed to figure out a way between, there, there was a way Zapier didn't kind of work. And then I found another tool that plugged in, in and amongst those that kind of worked and, and did it. It was a few bu bit buggy, but kind of did it because I'd been looking at it and thinking about it. You know, as you said, you, most people wouldn't think those things are possible until yeah. you start to explore and play with them. So what I'd love to know is like you, you reckon around 60 to 80 hours a month, you're getting saved, which mm. is what 20, you know, 15, 20 hours a week. What are some of the big time consuming things that you used to do that you've now been able to automate that you've been able to take off your plate? I got to clarify that that's not all tasks that just come straight off what I have to do, right? A lot of it is stuff that I just wouldn't do because it was a pain in the ass, right? Yeah. And, and then it would end up costing well, even that, me. Even that as well. Like, that's yeah. good info, you know? Yeah. And like, or like, you know, it's just stuff that you know, if, if it's not done, then it takes me more time later, you know? Like, mm. for example, like, I don't know, like contact synchronization between all our different tools. Like we've got a billing system. We've got like an email marketing CRM active campaign. And then for support, we use Intercom. And all those things have got to be in sync, right? Like if someone adds a credit card to sign up for our paid plan after they've come off their trial, then all those other systems have to know. So like it, as soon as they add a card, it gets sent to the other, other systems, you know? So just like, it can be super, super basic stuff like that. But another one that saves me tons of time is I have a weekly newsletter that I send out, which is curated, just like articles, different posts, uh, things that I think are cool, different tools, whatever. I also want to share that stuff to my social. So I have like a little Chrome extension called Push by Zapier. And basically it's a, like a little Zapier icon that sits up, up, up the top and I just click it and it shows up a text box that I can type into. And what it does when I hit send is sends the current page that I'm on, the title of the page and the text that I just typed in to Zapier. And then you can kick off a workflow with that. And in my case, it adds it to all my social media through Buffer. You know, it queues it up for LinkedIn. It queues it up for Twitter. I have another text box there that has hashtags. So it'll only add, add the hashtags for Twitter. It'll add it to Facebook. And then it'll stick it in my weekly newsletter as well. So just by browsing around the internet and finding stuff during the week, as I would do normally, I hit one button, type in why I think this thing is cool. And then suddenly it's filling up my social feeds and my newsletter is basically ready when the time comes, when it comes to, like on Wednesdays when I send it out, right? That's good. How, how does that go across to your newsletter? Does that integrate into like, what is it again? Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Personal curiosity. I'm glad you asked because normally I just dive straight into that. And I'm like, I'm being wary of going too technical too quickly on audio because it's really like listening to this stuff. It's probably like, <laughs> God damn it. What's he talking about? <laughs> uh, it's using RSS. So a lot of newsletter feeds will allow RSS as a way to import stuff into the uh, roll up or whatever. So I use get review, R-E-V-U-E is as my system. And yeah, so I just have a source of posts that shows up as an RSS down the right-hand side. And with Zapier, you can create your own RSS feed. So every time I fire off that little button in my browser, it adds to an RSS feed. So then it's all just there. When I build my newsletter, I just drag it all into the relevant categories. That's really cool. So I'm just thinking even for people, like even if I was sending out newsletters and I'm not sending other people's content, I'm just going to my own. For example, I think we've got like podcast, we've got Facebook page, we've got website and blog and we've got YouTube. Mm -hmm. Really then people on my, the, like I'm just thinking Lewis who also runs our podcast who will listen to this, Lewis, new job for you. He can just go to those and click on those, the new ones that drop every week because we have like partially external team that runs our podcast. 
he can click and add all those things in there. So he's got all the stuff there. It's sitting there waiting for him. So when he goes to write the, week, the weekly wrap up, he just goes bang, bang, bang. Doesn't yep. have to go and get it all. And with Zapier, you can actually combine RSS feeds. So you could have a trigger on RSS and there's actually an option in Zapier to monitor multiple RSS feeds. And you could say, put your a YouTube RSS in there, your blog, your podcast, like all your other sources of content. And then you, the action would be just add to RSS feed. So then you've got that one feed that you just drop into your newsletter and it'll all show up together. So I actually use that to put my own content throughout the same feed that other people's content is also getting promoted into. Just another little trick in that workflow, I actually stick some UTM parameters on the end of other people's content to say that it came from me. So in their analytics, it shows up at like if someone clicks my newsletter and it goes through, that traffic will show up as from content snare. It's nice. obviously getting pretty technical. I like that. And then if you really wanted to, depending on how you, well, I mean, you probably wouldn't have to, but I suppose then it's like, cause we do, we're doing a lot of stuff in the PR space now as well. We have partnered up with someone who runs a PR company. So I think you're sending that traffic as well. So what we do is we pixel, we use pixel me to pixel all of the URLs. Again, it's probably slightly more technical, but then that way we track everyone that goes to those specific articles. So we can run certain ads depending on what stuff that they were interested in as well. When we run yep. retargeting ads and all that sort of stuff too. Yeah, totally possible to, uh, like, I don't, I haven't used Pixel Me, but I believe it's similar to Snipply. Yeah, I was like, I forgot yeah. the damn name. Yeah, so I actually used to have that set up as well. So every link that got shared on social is exactly the same. It had, so using the RSS feed, so pick, uh, Snipply can pull in RSS, like an RSS feed, and then it would automatically create the URL for them all and create another RSS feed, which you use as a trigger in another zap. So you're basically passing every item you queue up through Snipply and it feeds out as an RSS, which you then can add to your socials or, or the newsletter. So it's a similar kind of kind of effect mm. there. I've tried other tools as well, like Backly and yeah, they're, they're all the same, right? As long as you can get RSS in and RSS out, you can basically automatically create those links for everything and, and share it wherever you like. That's so cool. And for anyone listening, I know some of this stuff sounds pretty technical, but it's like, once you start looking at this stuff, as you said, like there's, there's so much opportunity in what you can, what you can automate once you can open your mind up to how the, how the internet works, right? You know, you do things on the internet. So it's like when people can actually think about how that all works and how everything, because it is online can tie together. I think that's pretty cool. So if if let's just say that someone had no automation in place, no, nothing set up. Like, how would they first start thinking about, like, do they literally need to grab a piece of paper and pen and be like, here's all the things I have, here's all the things they do and kind of try and draw lines and cross it together? Or like, <laughs> well, how do you normally recommend people start to try and identify that? Yeah, so I, I guess focus on categories of what kind of things you should be automating. That's where I normally tell people to start. Like, if I, if I was going to say Zapier, like, if you, if you wanted to find out what you can do with Zapier, literally just go to zapier.com, click on, I think it's apps and explore are the two different tabs at the top and just start punching in apps that you're using. And like, you can start finding out like what kind of triggers and actions are available. So you got kind of start building on ideas of workflows and the, the explore tab, actually, you can let tick various tools on so if you're using trello and gmail and whatever you can just tick them and it'll give you random like recipes or ideas of of workflows like they're pretty basic honestly they're, they're pretty basic but it'll just make you go oh you know i didn't didn't know i could do that so that's probably one of the best places to start i have a youtube video jamiros.me slash zapier dash tutorials hope sorry i hope that's okay <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, free it's like it's not a opt-in or anything it's just a, a video to walk you through how I use those two screens and how you can get an idea. But the categories of what I look at to automate, so things that 
you know, you should be, when you're going through this process, it's like anything you double handle, right? Like if you are taking data out of one system and putting it in another system, or what are some other examples like social posting? If you're, if you have to post the same thing on multiple platforms, like that's another form of double handling or when like something happens in one system, like, like let's say you have a meeting with someone scheduled and you have to go into your CRM and move that deal from like, I don't know, lead to meeting schedules. Like if you've got a pipeline like that, you know, you're manually moving that. You don't have to do that. You can, you can automate that, right? So that's, that's a kind of double handling. Anything that requires excessive email. So, I mean, the cl- a classic one is booking time to meet somebody. Like if you're not using a booking link these days, like please get on that. Cause like, I hate receiving a thing like what times are good for you on Tuesday. It's like, what, what time zone are you in? I don't like, just send me a booking link. Repetitive stuff, creating a folder structure when a new client signs up, for example, mm-hmm. like that's probably something that can be automated, like regular check-ins of cl- on clients, just anything that you're finding yourself doing over and over and over, like the same task. And the other one, one of my favorites is just stuff that you forget to do, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get done in my business because I just straight up forget, well, before, you know, but, you know, for example, if we get mentioned on Twitter or something, I have to go into TweetDeck and then like go through and have a look at the note, like have a look at where we've been mentioned and then reply to them. And I forget to do that all the bloody time. So instead I could just roll it up at the end of the day and say, you've been mentioned a couple of times today on Twitter. Here's the links, go and reply. Right. So simple idea. Another one's like on the, in the stuff you forget category is like project management activity. Like I forget sometimes to go and see what's been done today just Mm. to keep tabs on, you know, what everyone's working on. I can roll up all the activity that's happened in our project management system in one day into that digest again, just like that one simple block of text that drops into my to-do list. I scan through it. I can, you know, if, if something's out of the ordinary, I can reach out, whatever, you know? So these are all just like things I forget to do that now just pop into my to-do list automatically. I just find that so helpful. One question for you, and, I've, and I haven't been able to figure it out yet, maybe because I haven't looked at it deep enough. What about with payments coming through, right? From, for example, from, from banks, are banks still really kind of blocked on any, any sort of automation or connect, connectivity? Because I'm just thinking one of the big things that I have is our sales team is obviously segregated from our accounts team. Mm-hmm. So they're always asking, being like, has such and such paid yet? And obviously if you're using zero and they click paid, then use like eWay if that's integrated or whatever it might be, that can kind of happen. But if, is there a way of being like, cool, yes, this payment has come through from a bank account or is that really kind of still quite locked off because of security and stuff like that? So it's not locked off. There are ways in through like, I think, I don't know. It is a sketchy area. Like, cause I know there's ways to retrieve people's bank statements, right? Cause like mortgage brokers, we're like, we're, you know, we're considering building an integration with something like bankstatements.com.au. It's a, a facility where it allow you allow your clients to log into their system and then it will automatically upload their bank statements to you you know so people might use it for proof of income or something like that getting that as a feed directly to you i don't know but there is a problem with that like the automatic matching relies on people like using the right invoice number or like make like the amount has to be exact and different from the previous client. You know, if you just see $5,000 and you've got, you're expecting three different $5,000, how do you match it? Hmm. So the way that would typically be matched for us anyways, in our bookkeeping system, right? Zero. So at some point a bookkeeper goes in and reconciles 
yeah, that is done. Now, I don't know if that is possible. See, again, this is with knowledge and automation. Now, I'd, I'd go to zapier.com, look at Zero's integration and see if there's a way, like a trigger for when a, a payment gets reconciled. And then you could mm. maybe feed it out and like, or sorry, when an invoice gets paid, when an invoice yeah. gets marked paid, if that's how you're doing it, then you could fire off something into whatever, you know, and everyone's kept in the loop. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to jump in and look at that for sure. Yeah, I reckon um, that that for sure would be like uh, invoice marked paid. I'm like, surely that would be a trigger. For anyone, again, if you're, if you're listening to this and anything got kind of a bit technical in here, we kind of didn't go very technical at all in comparison to what's actually available and out there and all the stuff that uh, James knows. So I know we could have gone, we could have delved much deeper, but I think it's just a good idea for everyone to think about those things, especially now when, you know, in the time of recording this, we're all in, we're both in Australia, we're in the midst of our lockdowns and where people mm-hmm. can't really go and do anything. So we've got all this spare time, but it's like, cool. I would much rather be able to do, to actually Netflix and chill with my time if I wanted to, rather than be stuck to the computer 24-7. So I think taking that time and, and looking at that and, and breaking down what you can automate and then starting to research and, and kind of seeing that, yes, it will probably be a bit of work at the beginning, whether you have to go and do training and educate yourself like Jen's got a course or something like that, or if, you, if you're actually just going to go and start playing with it for a bit, it will take a little bit to get your head around. But once you do it, and then you start to do it. It's like you will save yourself so much time mm-hmm. in the long run and make sure you actually do those little things. Like just a reminder, it's like, cool, wedding anniversary on Trello board, buy an anniversary gift. Right? Yeah. Like, well, one week before, like you get all those things. Can oh, be you can absolutely right? do that kind of stuff, right? Like, yeah, if something, have a little, when, when something pops up on calendar, drop it into your into your Trello, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, push push notification to florist every once every six weeks, <laughs> automatically order roses, right? Like it's just all those things. So I, I got one more question for you before we kind of, we wrap things up here. What's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? What is your favorite tool? What tool saves yeah, you the most it? time other than Zapier? Yeah, boom, let's hear that. Text expander. And yes, I could, I could talk about that for days as well, but in short, it's a way to create snippets of text that when you type them in, it it expands a full block of text. So for example, you know, like dot E for me is my email address. So I don't have to type the whole thing with an app and blah, blah, blah. I just press dot E or dot P for my phone number, but you can also use it for entire emails, you know, or entire blocks of text with placeholders and stuff in them. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. I love that taxi fan. So guys, if you enjoyed this, we've shared a few links, platforms, different things. So we'll, we'll try and link to all of those in the show notes as well. So if you're wherever you're listening or watching this, go check out the show notes and you'll be able to pull up all the links to everything. What's the best place for people to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'd probably go to jimmyrose.me. There's an email list there if you if you want to jump on that. There's a YouTube channel if you go to jimmyrose.me slash YT. I just like releasing cool ideas you know like a lot of the time it's just dropping in random new videos about things i've found that can save time probably the best two spots awesome amazing we'll link up to those as well and uh thank you again so much for taking the time man i really appreciate it no worries at all kim thank you so much for having me on it's been awesome pleasure and guys if you like this episode make sure that you subscribe make sure if you know anyone else that's wasting their time at the moment not being productive and uh, saving time make sure you share this episode with them as well until next time everyone thank you so much for listening i'm kim y'all have been awesome Uh, adios and we'll see you next time